Mino Line Media presents Business of the Beat. Hi, I'm Kendra Bracken Ferguson, and I am a founder, brand builder, entrepreneur, and believe in the mantra Carpe Diem. I created this podcast, Business of the Beat, through my own experience as a beauty executive to talk about, tell stories, and highlight the business of beauty through conversations with beauty and wellness entrepreneurs, intrapreneurs, helping to diversify the industry. This week on Business of the Beat. But in my mind, I craved the freedom of time, the ability to be able to go when I needed, and the ability to show up for my family, whatever capacity that they needed me to, without the restraints of someone telling me or ever telling me that, hey, you can't go here because you may lose your job, or hey, you can't go here because X, Y, Z. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, and welcome to Business of the Beat. Today's guest, Jasmine Lewis, is the founder and CEO of V Beauty. But before we get started, don't forget to follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You don't want to miss an episode, and we love to hear from you. All right, everyone. Jasmine Lewis is the founder and CEO of V Beauty, an esthetician-led luxury beauty brand curated to simplify skincare and find effective solutions for dry, sensitive, and dehydrated skin, often caused by underlying conditions that disrupt the skin barrier. Inspired by her late grandmother's firsthand experience with damaged skin barriers due to chemotherapy and diabetes, Jasmine set out to create a product 30 Roses, she felt would have been beneficial when caring for her grandmother. Since its launch, 30 Roses has made its mark in the beauty community. Even the beauty queen herself, Mariah Carey, is obsessed. Jasmine, welcome to Business of the Beat. I'm so happy to have you here. You're like my LinkedIn buddy, and now we're actually friends. Right. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I was reading about you on LinkedIn, and I know that we're both connected to Hamei, who's or Jamei, who's absolutely fantastic and fabulous. And I started looking at everything that you were doing, and I'm like, this woman is amazing. You've been in business for so long. You've done so many things in terms of just you and your brands and education. And so I'm thrilled to have you on the show. I'm excited to learn everything about you. So let's start with Jasmine. Who are you? What's been your journey to be beauty? Okay, so um, I am an esthetician and also the founder and CEO of V Beauty. I am from Houston, Texas. So I am from the lovely state that Beyonce is from. So we are, <laughs> you know, kind of like soul sisters. Um, I always say like she represents <laughs> for Houston so well. Um, but I started V Beauty back in 2014, actually as a salon beauty space where I service clients and provide skin education and also beauty services, skin services, and things like that. In 2020, we launched our first product, which is 30 Roses. It's our hero product, and it's a hydrating um, rose water that it makes your skin more permeable, which allows for your products to penetrate a lot better. Um, I basically got started um, on this journey a long, long time ago. I'm actually a pre-med student, so I graduated from Clemson, and um, I've spent pretty much all my years helping people. And, of course, since 
went with me being pre-med, I wanted to be a doctor. And I took care of my grandmother when she was battling breast cancer. And my other one, she had diabetes and I lost both of them. So I pretty much created 30 Roses as a product where I felt like this was a product that I needed when I was caring for them, especially while their skin was going through a lot of changes from the conditions that they were dealing with. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's the short, short, short snippet of it. I love museums. <laughs> I um, love art, any international cuisine. We have a few um, outreach programs that we work with and education is always at the core. Wow. I Your story, it's just, it's so rich. And we often say that we create the best products and the best brands based upon our own personal struggles or triumphs or just even life experiences. And your story is so deeply rooted. And so I want to go back and I want to talk about the grandmothers as well. But you were a pre-med student. Yes. Were you thinking about medicine and being a doctor growing up? Do you have doctors in your family? How did you kind of say, I'm going to go to school for pre-med early on? Um, so funny story. I actually worked in like a nursery when I was in high school. So I was taking care of the babies. I wanted to be a neonatal doctor. This was one of the things that I said, this is what I'm going to be and no one can stop me. I went to college, went through the whole track, and I don't have any doctors in my family, maybe a cousin. My dad, he was an entrepreneur. I've seen him open beauty salons, um, trucking businesses, all type of different avenues of entrepreneurship. My dad has done it, he's conquered it, and he's excelled at it. My mom, on the other hand, she is very strategic in her career. She's and HR and she just stores for the sky and everything that she does. So when I decided I wanted to be a doctor, I knew I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to be there for people. And I knew I wanted to show up in whatever, whatever capacity that I could just meet personally. And I knew that being a doctor was one of the best things that you could be. But here we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're like, and here I am. But it's funny because caring for people, nourishing people, like that's really what 30 Roses Your Hero product does. And so it's even interesting when you talk about how you started in 2014 originally, and it sounds like your dad also had salons. So in 2014, you opened V as more of a salon and education center. And what was that journey like from 2014 to 2020 that made you kind of say, now I want a product? So with, in 2014, I actually started the beauty. Um, this is when I lost my grandmother. So I lost my grandmother. It was around that time period. I lost my grandmother. I was working for a hospital actually at the time on the business side. And I was one of the top performers. I was excelling in everything that I was doing. My grandmother, she had a fatal heart attack and the company at the time was not really, it was kind of an issue with me leaving to go to the hospital, which became um, sort of an issue on my end because nothing for me was gonna get in the way of my family. And my grandmother was like one of my best friends. So when I went and left to go home to visit my grandmother, um, she didn't make it. 
And I realized then I'm like, you know, what's more important is it family and freedom or is it, you know, working for someone and having them, you know, kind of control my time. So when I went back, I pretty much used all my money and my savings to take a lash class. <laughs> I took a lash <laughs> class and I was just like, I'm going to take over the world. I'm going to be, you know, the best lash <laughs> artist there is. Because <laughs> at the time I was getting lashes. And of course, this is before lashes was really a big pop thing. thing. So I started the business. Um, I got my LLC. I started everything. And I couldn't pay anyone to come get their lashes done for free. But in my mind, I craved the freedom of time, the ability to be able to go when I needed, and the ability to show up for my family, whatever capacity that they needed me to, without the restraints of someone telling me or ever telling me that, hey, you can't go here because you may lose your job, or hey, you can't go here because X, Y, Z. So that's pretty much how I started um, the beauty. And then from there, I went to esthetician school in 2015. I graduated in 2016. So I've been an esthetician for, what is it, six years now. And um, my journey just continued just to flourish and just move in a direction that was fluid and it felt good to me. And it just continued to build on. And I'm like, well, you know, how can I be better in this space? How can I show up more? for the people that love me, the people that need me, and the black and brown girls that are looking up to me and saying, hey, she did it, you know, then I can do it yes. too. So really just wanted to create those opportunities for for those people that looked up to me, like my sister, because I have two younger sisters as well. So those things were very, very important for me. And I mean, we got to 2018 because when I first started, I was working from the house in my apartment, my cute apartment. I had it all set up and um, I moved into, as soon as I graduated, I got a salon space, which is B-Beauty. And we still have it to this day Intro in Fanny Springs, Atlanta, um, Georgia. Hi, we still everyone. I'm clients, your host, Kendra. And, um, I have two estheticians there. So... We're serving the community. We're changing skin day by day and unifying <laughs> women still. Um, so yeah, just, you know, moving wow. in a way forward. I love this. Moving in a way forward, whatever capacity it looks like. That is, I mean, it's so, even when we think about like being an example, you talked about showing up for your community, for your sisters you talked about this freedom. And I want to really land on that because when we think about being an example, it comes in all forms. And I always say that, you know, I believe, and especially here on the podcast, we talk to entrepreneurs and we talk to entrepreneurs. And so everyone kind of has their path and it's the, it's the experiences that help us get on that path. So to think that your grandmother, who, as you said, is your best friends needed you and to have to make a choice between can I stay here at this job for my livelihood to pay my bills or can I be with my family? And that's a hard decision to make and not a decision that anyone should ever should ever have to make. And you made the decision of freedom. And so freedom is also not free. Right? And you said <laughs> that you had to, you're like, I'm going to institution school, I'm using my savings. So what was that like, the price of freedom to say, I'm going to use my savings, I'm going to go to esthetician school, 
how did you then start the salon? And I love the beginnings. I launched all of my companies in my home. I'm actually in my home now. So I understand the notion of starting in the apartment. But what was that price? And how did you kind of bridge going from your apartment into the salon financially? So it was a lot of... I'm not, I'm not even going to say sacrifice. I hate using that word because I'm in an abundance mindset right now. So I don't want to ever say sacrifice, but it took a lot of strategic planning, I would say, within what I wanted to do at the time. Like I said, I couldn't pay anyone to do or get their lashes done for free at the, when I first started. And um, I would say it was consistency. It was always just showing up for myself and believing in myself, even if people were laughing at me when I was walking in their salon to give them business cards because I believed in this empire that I was building or whether that was showing up in different states, you know, taking the chance of showing up in different states where my friends were and they were like, hey, come here. You know, I think you could take clients here. So I had like, um, I opened up another small location in Columbia, South Carolina. I went to school in South Carolina. So it kind of was a lot of synergy there. One of my good good friends, she lived there and she was like, I think this would be a good place for you to go. Um, and then I went up to Connecticut. I taught some classes at a very, very prestigious salon up there to some of their um, cosmetology, cosmetologists. So it was just, it was just showing up every single day. And um, I was still working. So I ended up taking another job <laughs> because like I said, it wasn't free. <laughs> um, but within that job, I was just using my savings and any money extra that I had and pouring it back into the business. And then, I mean, after six months, something just catapulted. I The business cards I was laying, the seeds that I was dropping, everything started to flourish. And I started to make money that I was like, oh, wow, okay. We're making some money from this business. We, I think we can, you know, move forward. It's time to separate my business space from my personal space. Because at the time, I was living with um, my husband, which was my boyfriend at the time. And, you know, of course, it was taking over at home. So I wanted to separate business from personal. And I also knew that me moving into an actual space was going to allow and afford me more opportunities that I wasn't able to do in my home, which it did. And um, we, so the day I, so I got engaged and then like the day after <laughs> I signed my lease for my place. And it was such a beautiful, beautiful experience. I didn't tell many people I still went to school and just kind of went on about my day, graduated, and then I just kind of showed up with a beauty space. And um, yeah, it was just kind of went from there. And I think it was just brick by brick, just staying consistent. Is that's I, that is going to be my my favorite word in the whole entrepreneurial journey is staying consistent and showing up for yourself even when things are tough, even when it's hard, even when it doesn't look like it's possible. Um, that is what that looks like. It was hard. It was um, challenging, but I think challenging things make you stronger. It also builds the foundational blocks for things that you don't really know are going to happen in the future, like me launching a product. That was a whole new avenue of things that I wasn't ready for. I built my my foundation with the professional world. I knew the girls in that world. 
But then I had to jump over to the product world and realize, oh, this is new. Yes. It's, it's a lot of unlearning and learning and also just being open to criticism and feedback and giving myself the room to grow and also providing myself the grace to do it. Wow. Oh my gosh. The room to grow, the grace. I talk a lot about giving ourselves grace. You know, we can be our biggest champion, but also our biggest detriment. And so when we think through the lens of grace, it enables us to just do so much. And there's so many things that you touched on here. And I think so many people want to jump in and they want to have this overnight success. And there is no overnight success that is sustainable. That's long term with everything there does take work. And I love this notion of consistency because at any given time, you could have said, nope, not doing this, but you stayed on your course. You were consistent. And I also think too, you know, we talk about, I made the sacrifice. I had this struggle. And you said, I have an abundance mindset because Yes, we may not be doing something in that moment that we want to do, which could be perceived as a sacrifice. But when we're living abundantly and we have an abundant mindset, then we know that that's the stepping grounds for more that we're going to have. And maybe that thing right then wasn't meant for you to do because it was something else. And so I, I'm going to ask you, because you talked about moving your business from personal and that day, it's like, it was like, things just open. I'm always like, you're making way. So it's like, you made way by saying, I'm getting out of here. You get engaged, but yet your business is so personal because of your grandmother. So you've talked about one grandmother. What's the journey with the other grandmother as we start then talking about 30 Roses? What was that in terms of the personal relationship with your other grandmother that also tied into your business? So my personal relationship with my other grandmother, she had breast cancer and I was taking care of her with my cousin from the age of nine. And she did not win that battle with breast cancer. But during that time, I didn't realize we were caretakers. You know, to us, we were just rubbing ointment on our grandmother's skin. We were doing what we needed to do, changing the urine bags. And, you know, being kids also at the same time, but showing up in a capacity where our family needed us, she needed us, because our parents were working. We didn't know what was going on and also didn't understand. But now as an adult, I understand, you know, we didn't have the resources that we do now when it comes to caring for people. And um, I saw her skin change tremendously. And I mean, mm. her skin was buttery. It was soft. It was so supple. And then I saw how the cancer just kind of took over. And I didn't understand. I just knew it was peeling. I knew it was dry. And I knew we had to continue to apply different ointments. And I didn't understand it. But as I got older and I got into biology and just um, esthetician and started learning how the skin changes and how different things affect the skin, I'm like, God, you know, I know I'm not the only one that deals with this. I know like this is a consistent thing within our community. And if we had a product or something that could just kind of help even soothe that over just a little bit, then we can do it. Rosewater was already a product that I was using within my within my company from the start from 2014 all the way on until today. Um, it was a way to prep the skin. It was a way to prep the eyes. Um, it was a calming anti-inflammatory product that I wanted to use. It was something that most people didn't have any sensitivity to, they weren't allergic to. 
So at the time, of course, I didn't realize I was doing like a case study, um, unknown case study when I was getting ready to launch this product. But it links to my grandmother's in the sense of I have this product that it would have been really great and beneficial. I could have used it on their skin at the time. You know, it could have made their skin more permeable. I could have sprayed it and kind of gave them some relief, even if it was just a little bit, you know, while they were on their journeys of just conquering skin. Because my grandmothers are in that area of witch hazel, alcohol. You know, I think everybody's <laughs> everybody's grandmothers, you know, they were able to get away with that. And it is just not like that today. You got to have some type of consistency. We all know the basis of any type of skincare is hydration. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to have the barrier of entry into skincare to be simplified. And I feel like people that don't understand skin, if you understand hydration, you understand protection, then you can you can get somewhere and continue to build on those step slowly. I thank you for sharing that. And it's it's interesting whenever we're children and the things that we're doing, and then we later learn, like, I love how you said I was a caregiver, but I didn't know because I was supporting my grandmother. I was supporting my family. I was doing all the things while being a kid and thinking back on the witch hazel, the alcohol, it's fascinating to me and like talking to my grandmother and all of these different things and now it's like, we know the difference. We know about hydration. We know all of these things. And you had your built-in, you mentioned it, you, you had your built-in kind of consumer base, your case study that you said, um, because you were automatically using it. And so when you think about, I'm using this, I've gone through this experience, I'm now going to create my first product. And you said you had to, you know all the girls, but creating a product is different. So when you started to say, I want to do a product, you were already using something. How did you then turn that into a product specifically focused on hydration? Um, this is another um, funny story. <laughs> I sat, so I, I went through different type of bottles for the rose water. I went through different types of ways I would introduce it the people that would come to my shop, they're like, well, can I just get, cause I would, I would suggest that they go get rose water. I said, I would suggest that you go get some. And at some point somebody was like, okay, I'm fed up. Can you just give me what you're using? <laughs> you know, like, I don't want to have to go somewhere else to get it. And I was just like, um, well, you know, I just bottled it up into like something. And I was like, well, you know, maybe I could start selling them and you know, maybe, but it didn't feel right to me. It didn't feel authentic to do it, especially because I was putting them in like these little just cylinder bottles and I'm like, it doesn't, it's not, it's not hitting me the way it should. And a funny story, I went to this Forbes for the culture event and I sat and talked to one of my good friends, Erica, and we just talked for hours and she was just pouring into me. I mean, pouring and pouring. And she's just like, well, what is the holdup? And I told her, you know, I'm like, it's just not speaking to me. And I want something that is going to be authentic and true to you know, what my brain stands for, who I am. And we kind of, she just gave me a whole bunch of ideas and we landed on, let's bottle it up in a rose bottle. And at that point, I'm like, okay, that feels good. That feels authentic. I found a manufacturer that can do it. And my whole idea with that was to kind of merge the feeling of, 
um, the nostalgia of a perfume experience with skincare for women to also feel comfortable leaving it on their vanity. It will be that reminder of, hey, you know, let me spray this on my face, but I'm not gonna just spray it on my face. I'm gonna go do, I'm gonna go do my cleanser. I'm gonna do my moisturizer. I'm gonna put on my sunscreen because like all of a sudden, like I'm feeling great, I'm feeling good. You know, I'm feeling sexy when I use this bottle. This is prompting me to wanna indulge more. I wanna stay here and I wanna feel this a little bit longer. So it, it just continues just to build like slowly as I was like, you know, how do I want this to feel? What is the experience I want people to have when they are coming into contact with my product? And what does this mean for us in the brand? But how can we still stay true to our core values? Wow. I mean, it's so fascinating whenever you think about Everyone's asking you, let me just bottle this up. You, in essence, had your own retail. You have your own retail space. So you're already I'm online, I'm brick and mortar already. And then to have your friends say, like, now it's time and to navigate that. And so there's a few things because it is your packaging is beautiful and it feels luxurious and it is something that you want to sit out. Like, I know I struggle with my products and not wanting to have them on the counter but yours is so pretty that it's like, you want to have it out. And I love this notion of like kind of head to toe. So talk about how you've thought about the mission. And you said like, how do you want people to feel? How do you want it to make you feel? Like, what is that yumminess? And so you talk a lot about self-confidence, self-love and self-care. And even on your website, I mean, that those are the pillars of which you exist. So Talk about one, the difference between self-confidence, self-love, and self-care, and how all three are infused into the brand. Okay, so self-love is <laughs> to me is saying, Hey, I love me and deeply mean it. That's you know, you being like your favorite cake or your like your favorite item. You know how you like love it. It's nothing no one can tell you, no one can tell you anything about it. You don't care if everybody goes to this place and get in, they hate it, you're still gonna show up for it. You're still gonna order that same thing. So self-love is saying, hey, I'm gonna choose me regardless. Like this is how I'm gonna show up for myself and I love me. Um, Self-care, I would say is rest. I have a really, um, I struggle with that to this day. I would say it's rest. (laughs) That's where where self-care is, is rest. And um, it's taking a moment to just be. That's self-care. And self-confidence is digging in and getting that other alter ego. You know how you have like, (laughs) okay, this is like, I'm Jasmine. Um, You know, I'm at home. Maybe I'm in like a big t-shirt or whatever. But when I step out this house, I'm Jasmine. (laughs) Like, I don't don't know. It's like, Like, that is self-confidence. That's you. You know, when you feel like you're a best self, even if that's in a baggy t-shirt, a cute blazer, and just a lippy, um, your lashes are done. I it's it's how you feel when you first get your hair done. It's how you feel when you get your nose done. And not saying that you need those material things to make you feel that, that like that, but I think it's that fiery feeling that you feel when those things happen. It's all of a sudden like, oh yeah, like I can conquer the world. You channel like your inner Beyonce. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you channel your inner Beyonce or your inner Rihanna and just show up. 
And all of I those work that. together in a sense of, I mean, it's all self. It's all self and it makes, it's what makes you up as a person is it affects your mental health. It affects your emo- emotional well-being. It affects how you interact with people and how you interact with the world and how you take that in. And it is, it's so important. Like the three of them combined, I think to your point, they're so interconnected, right? And our ability to say, I choose me regardless. The ability to say, rest. (laughs) And in this moment, just be like, let's just be. And I, I always try and do that with myself because I'll get so caught up in what's to come. And I'm like, wait a second, let me just take a deep breath and just be in this moment. And to your point, that is self-care. Because when we're scrambling and we have anxiety and we're stressed out, like we're taking years off of our life and our self-care has to be us just resting and the goodness and being okay with that. And then I love how you talk about self-confidence. It's funny because it is, it is, it's your alter ego. And you brought up being from Houston and Beyonce before, and I immediately thought of that reference point. And we all kind of strive to have that. And I think we need the duality of it because if we're confident, clearly we're confident all the time, but that additional like boost of confidence you get when you go out to your point, when your hair is done, when you look good, like it's great to live in that. And then it's great to come home and take it all off and put on a t-shirt and just be confident in who you are and in your own space and being. So I love how you, I love how you break that down. So when you think about the brand and those being the pillars of the brand and having this yumminess of rose water, like what is next for you? Like, do you, do you feel like, I love the mommy and daughter collection, by the way, it's super, super cute. And I love the photos on the site. Um, So what is next in terms of Rosewater and V Beauty and Beyond. Um, we are working on expanding into some more products that focus on barrier protection because, again, hydration, barrier protection, um, just honing in to what that really means. So we're focusing and working on a few things, hopefully to launch a new product. I'm really nervous about it, but that's that's gonna be the most I give you with that. Um, but Definitely working <laughs> on a new product and possibly a new experience in terms of education. Education is really big for me. I think, well, I'm not going to say I think, I know that when you're educated on your skin, you know the proper products to use, the proper steps to take. When you are applying your skin, then that will yield great results. You know, because you still have some people that are applying the oil before the moisturizer. And those are things that are, you know, simple for me. I know that that's not the proper way, but other people don't. And just simplifying skincare, making it fun, making it um, relatable and being authentic with it. Those are some ways that we're going to move with our brand. And I'm realizing some of our community yearns for that Um, because some skincare is kind of untouchable. It's unreachable. It kind of seems unrealistic. Because even then with skincare, people aren't honest about all of the things that they're doing to achieve that beautiful skin. And um, yeah. I'm just wanting for us to kind of stay in a lane where we're authentic and true to, hey, 
our product is great. Hey, this is going to help with better product penetration. It's going to help with the barrier for section. And we're going to continue to introduce things that nurture your barrier. But also, you still have to have a routine, consistency outside of this. Yes, that is so true. There is no miracle, potion, cure, drug, anything that if you're not being consistent and authentic and really like creating that routine, as you said, like it doesn't happen overnight. That's just not how this works. Right. <laughs> and so that education piece, I think, is is crucial. And when you think about education, like what are your top two things that someone needs to think about when because you talk about authenticity and truth in terms of skincare. So what are the two tips that you have for us? Um, hydrate and protect. That was I, that's going to be the, the key. You want to wear your SPF and you got to have hydrated skin. You can put everything you want on that skin, but if it's not hydrated, it's just going to sit on there like a dry sponge. So I always, when I'm talking to people and trying to explain to them why hydrated skin is important, I tell them, okay, take a dry sponge and just pour your soap on there or try to put on a product. You see what it does? It doesn't really do much. It's going to take a long time to see. I take that wet sponge and pour some soap on it. It's going to steep in. It's going to penetrate deep. It's going to go past the dermis. It's going to provide those nutrients that you need. You're not going to need as much product. So your product is lasting a lot longer. And in turn, you're saving a little bit of money. And you're also using the product in the way that it was made. So reading the instructions on the bottle, a lot of people don't do that. And um, they tend to get yeah. frustrated and not understand, like, hey, this product isn't working. But it's not that it's not working. It's just you're not using it the proper way. You're not using the way that it was created. The the efficacy isn't what it is because you're the, <laughs> the driver isn't driving the car the proper way. You're not in the right lane. So... <laughs> Um, those are, those are just some of the key things and those small, small things make really large differences when we're talking about skincare and skin education and what it means in the long run. Wow. It's so funny. I always like to say this is actually user error. It doesn't have mm -hmm. anything to do with the products, but it's user error. Um, that is so helpful. Hydrate and protect. So as we start to wrap up, um, we have this fun new segment that Candace created. I love it. And so for you, we're calling it These Secrets. Okay? okay. So I'm going to ask you some statements, and then you fill in the blanks, and it's super fun. Okay. okay. So These Secrets, here we go. The secret to consistently getting the best out of a person in your inner circle is to blank. Be authentic. Ah, nice. Authenticity breeds authenticity. <laughs> the secret to consistent self-care starts with... Yourself. I love this. And my secret example of resilience is blank because blank. Okay. My secret example of resilience is... I would say is my family because... Of the foundation we were built on. Oh my gosh, Jasmine, that's so great. That is so great. I love these. Okay, so the secret to consistently getting the best out of a person in your inner circle is to be authentic. 
The secret to consistent self-care starts with yourself, yes. And my secret example of resilience is my family because they're the foundation that you were built on. That's amazing. Thank you for playing that. I love that game. It's so fun. Okay. And so to wrap up, we always like to close with one brand that you're excited about. I am so excited about Be Beauty and 30 Roses, and I cannot wait. I like, you better text me. I'm going to be like, let me know what's coming. I want to know. I can't wait what's coming from you. Um, but share another brand that you're excited about. We like to share the community love on the show. Um, Dion Libra. It's right. Ah. Yes, I'm excited about that. And their whole tagline is just stress less. And I'm really excited about that because I think that is really important in our community. Um, we lose a lot of people from stress, hypertension, and I'm really, really excited about their launch. Um, I've been kind of watching like a little fan on the side. <laughs> so yeah, Dion Libra for sure. Devin, she is amazing. That, yes, we have been watching too, and we're really excited. So it's so, it's just exciting to see. And like, even to your point, about rest and being still in the moment, like let's stress less. Yes. I'm like, let's just try as best. It's easier said than done, but if we can all collectively try, then you know we're doing the best we can. Always. So Jasmine, this is fantastic. I cannot wait to see you in Atlanta. Thank you for sharing. I just, I love all of how you've just been so thoughtful and that you talk about consistency and your grandmothers and this business and personal and the passion that you've put into this, like Rosewater is not a fad. It is here to stay to your point, hydration, protection, all of those things that we need. And then the, just the true authenticity that you bring to skincare. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. I enjoy being on the show. This was amazing. I love the conversation and I appreciate everything and look forward to talking with you more for sure. And every week I share an influencer I'm checking out. And thank you so much, Jasmine. Make sure to follow Dion Libra. That's at Dion Libra Body. Stress less, care more. <laughs> thank you so much, Jasmine, for that. And as always, I love to leave you with one thing from today's guest. And that is, how do you define self-love, self-care, and self-confidence? Jasmine's words really made me sit back and think of my own habitual routines, and how I define self-love, self-care, and self-confidence. Take a minute and think about how you define those and how they show up in your life every day. And with that, make sure that you follow, rate, and subscribe to Business of the Beat on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. We love to hear from you. Leave a five-star rating and a review. Until next week. Business of the Beat is hosted by Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, assistant producer Jenny Salk, associate producer Ariel Mancibo, executive producer Kendra Bracken-Ferguson, edited by Fishmar Creative, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Business of the Beat podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Odyssey, Amazon Music, or where you get your podcast. And on IG at Business of the Beat. Business of the Beat is a Mean Old Line Media production.